you hear that? There's like a bird outside. Bird? Yeah, I hear it. It's tweeting. <laughs> yeah. That's a bird outside my window. Because I don't live in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a bird in four weeks. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you want to kick this off? Uh, sure. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Fatal Error. I'm Chris. And I'm Sarish. This week, we thought that we would talk about productivity, which is kind of a broad topic. But for a while, Sarush and I had been, um, well, Sarush has been like asking or wanting to talk about like, how do you decide what to work on when you wake up in the morning? And this is something that I am like, always thinking about, um, pr- probably overthinking. Uh, it's something that I feel like we'll have different answers since we have different kinds of jobs. And uh, hopefully it's an interesting discussion. Yeah. Uh, part of what what gets me excited about this topic is that I know, Chris, you um, are like a diehard getting things done person. You got like the whole OmniFocus set up. You got all your contexts. And I have tried multiple times in the past to get into the whole system, and I can't do it. And so I feel like I'm like behind somehow. So I want to talk about no, this no, stuff. no, no, no. So, so two important things right out front. First of all, I, as of a couple months, a month or two ago, three months ago, maybe I'm, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not really using OmniFocus anymore. Huge uh, and breaking we can get news. Into that breaking, uh, <laughs> indeed. Um, <laughs> big news, big news. Uh, second of all, it's fine. Like you're not behind anything. Like you can organize your life however you want, or you cannot organize your life, and <laughs> and it's it's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I I don't know. I just see people who I respect who do a lot of work, and they're doing the OmniFocus, and every time I try, I just fall flat on my face. I like literally bought every version of things, every version of OmniFocus, things two, things three. And I paid probably three hundred dollars for productivity software so far. So I'm like, I'm like as committed as I could be, and yeah. it just the systems just aren't working for me. So I have been using for my like to do lists and sort of uh, keeping track of personal projects. I've been using Things uh, recently, which has been working out well. And um, I, we can kind of dive into why I made that change, uh, but. First of all, maybe I, I want to hear a little bit more about like what you're doing, what you found, uh, what what is working for you, and like what like what have you not liked about uh, things or about OmniFocus? Yeah, so the way my current setup works is a lot of it is in my brain, um, and I, I know that the idea is that you're supposed to like, get it out of your brain so that you can like put it in a trusted system or whatever. And, um, what I do there is I basically, I try, I have things, things is my like primary to do list app, but the only thing that seems to persist in there that like I actually do keep up with is a giant list of blog posts that I want to write. Um, and as of things three, I have like headers now for like, this post is written and needs to be published. This post needs to be written. This is a good idea. This is a bad idea, whatever. So that's working out pretty well. (laughs) Um, nothing. And then I also use, um, things for, reminders because i have like something that's set up on the first of every month to remind me to pay rent and that actually works really well can't seem to put anything else in there and reliably like put it in and take it out so for everything outside of things i've just been using the notes app with checklists which actually works really well for me the ability to just like make a checklist add a bunch of items to it really quickly check them off as you go i use it for grocery lists i use it for uh, after I get back from a big trip, if I know there's like a bunch of things I need to do to get caught up with my life. So I'll make a new doc for that. And that's been working really nicely. Um, and then the last thing that I do is I just do kind of like the brain dump component of GTD where you just put a sheet of paper down and you just write everything in your brain down on that thing. And that becomes my like template for the day. 
and I try to cross off as many things as I can on that list. And then um, the next day I turn the page and I do another brain dump and I start all over. Okay. Uh, cool. That, that, that makes some sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my basic system. It's been working. It has its flaws because I can't track long-term projects really. Uh, the projects live in my brain. And like, if I'm not somewhere where my notebook is, I have like no idea. Like I'll forget stuff that I've written down. Yeah. Those are my two. Yeah. Have you tried using, um, have you tried using notes like the application as your sort of brain dump, uh, thing, then, then that would sync and sort of come with you too. Yeah. Maybe I could try like one notes document per project. That's one possibility. Yeah. 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 Or, or you don't even have to like one per project. Just like if, if you want to do a, a brain dump, like just create like brain dump, um, October 9th, 2017, mm, uh, sure. in notes and go from there. Like, uh, you have infinite pages there and that would at least sync and go with you. Right. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I could try that. It's for me, it's easier to write with like the tactility of writing than it is to type on the phone. Um, yeah. So. It's a tough well, call. I, I use notebooks for like, re, like really short term. Like I'm at a desk, like brainstorming, working on something. But like, if it's anything that needs to be followed up on, like anything I want to refer to, that has to, like I, I'll, I'll take a picture of it and put it into uh, Bear, which is the mm-hmm. notes app that that I've been using, or like put the thing, put them into things as to do's. Because like I, I am not keeping track of paper and like lugging it between home and my office and my <laughs> right. working space. Like I'm just not. Uh, I'm not lugging that that paper between all these places. We have a cloud. It more or less works. Just use that. Yeah, well, it's more just like I'm not going to remember like, oh, I have to bring like this sheet of paper and this, um, you know, I have a notebook that stays with me in my backpack, but like um, it's not easily like searchable or it's not good for, I, I use it almost as like a temporary storage for things that then get like put into the computer. Mm, kind of like a GTD inbox. Uh, kind of, yeah, except like a really ephemeral GTD inbox. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, and th- there's a, one other component to the system that I forgot to mention, which is that I am really meticulous about my email inbox. And so if there's an email in my email inbox, it means I need to do something about it. Um, I'm either waiting on an event in the next few days and I need reference information in it, or I need to reply to it, or I need to like take some physical action in the world. Um, that system also more or less works for me right now. I have seven emails. I got to get back to some of these people. Yeah, email inbox. So, like, email inboxes are hard. My email in- email inbox, at least my personal one, is like kind of a mess right now because I've been just ridiculously busy the last week or two. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is stuff that I just have to like read or skim and then just move on. Some of them are things I actually need replies. It's this sort of classic like multiple inbox problem, right? Uh, you have your email inbox, you have your like maybe your inbox in things or your like notebook inbox. Uh, maybe you have RSS feeds. Like they're just like, um, I don't know, very like a bunch of different inboxes that represent things you have to do. And putting them all in one place is, is hard. Like you can move emails you have to reply to like into things and and include a link back to mail.app but like can you do that you can it's kind of a lot of bookkeeping but you totally yeah. can do that yeah i i kind of have always wanted this a setup where like um i just have one inbox of everything in my life like all my emails are in there all my insta paper items are in there yeah. my like, youtube watch later queue is in there my i can actually add tasks there's calendar events there everything's in there and I can just see at a glance, like, 
everything. And I don't have to move anything anywhere. It just automatically collates and collects all the stuff and puts it all in the right place. And then I can like process those items. And that's like where I work from. That's the dream. Um, the closest thing that you're going to find is is literally email. For a while, I went through a phase where I was getting all of my RSS feeds to via email. Okay, that's so, crazy. Well, I mean, Gmail has <laughs> filters. You just shuttle it off to like your RSS inbox and and read from there. Like, yeah, that gets rid of that. Uh, that's you a can really like idea. email things to an inbox to read, but that didn't scale. I forget why, but that like ended up not scaling well. I think yeah. mostly like mobile support for that is kind of shit. Um, yeah. I suspect there's also like a context issue of like there's certain context that I'm in, and I'm in, like GTD context. Haha, yes, but um, I, there's context that I'm in that like. I would want to read Instapaper stuff. And I don't want to see my fucking emails when I'm reading Instapaper. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so to kind of go over what I'm doing now, uh, yes. let's like, let me do this for, for two minutes. And I definitely uh, want to hear why you left on me focus and move to things. Sure. Yeah. So I'm using things for my like to do lists and keeping track of, of, uh, of stuff at both for home and, and at work. Uh, I, uh, even have like talks that I want to watch. Like I have a, a list in here, a project and things like finish watching strange loop videos. I have kind of an ongoing list of like, read these uh, like research papers, read these like computer science-y sort of articles, watch these computer science-y sort of talks. So I'm using things for my like day-to-day and long-term to-do lists. One of the reasons that I moved away from using OmniFocus was that I found myself like making a like, like day-to-day to-do list uh that like involved things from omnifocus but also involved like just offhand things like um you know remember to get my laundry from the dryer and like i'm not going to go through like filing that in omnifocus somewhere uh just <laughs> have it appear in a list <laughs> and and the the way that things has its like today list uh and i can just add items ad hoc to that and it works really well like that it lines up really well with the way that it that i am that I have been tending to work for the last several months. So I, or for the last year. So um, I decided just to commit and move stuff to things and, and start using things. Uh, as I alluded to before, I'm using bear uh, for notes. Uh, things that I like about this, uh, it seems to sync well and reliably supports markdown. Uh, the way that it organizes things with tags is useful. And so I'm putting, you know, sort of reference material uh, and and that kind of stuff in there. I'm not so much making lists of things in there because generally, like, lists of action items go into things. The one exception there is um, I put together an Apple script so I can have a project template in Bear and then, um, like, convert that into an actionable project in things. So, for example, my, like, trip preparation project uh, checklist now it lives in bear and like i can use an apple script to create like prepare for x trip in things that's cool and that works out well I, I wish things had some sort of feature for like project templates or checklist templates because there are a few things like that right i have a, a checklist for um yeah, like going over my like personal budget once a month right that's that's a process that i go through um, I have a checklist for hosting like a, a barbecue uh, in my backyard, right? Like remember to buy these things and set, set these things up. Does OmniFocus have support for that? Not really. The way that people do this in OmniFocus is you can have projects which are like on hold or which are dropped and like you use Apple script to make a copy of it. And 
and make that copy actionable. But it's it's all a hack. Like all of yeah. this is hacks. Because I remember CGP Gray said a long time ago that he has a checklist for like lots of stuff, but like for YouTube videos, for example, and it's like ninety items. And he, like, makes a template for a new video and then, like, checks off all those items as he goes through the process. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's a similar, like, Apple Script hack. Um, gotcha. Apple Script is great. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that I that I really didn't like about OmniFocus is, like, contexts are such a big deal in OmniFocus. And they don't have to be, I guess. You could just not use them. But as long as they're there, I found myself wanting to assign context to things, even though I wasn't really using them. Right. And... Just being able to like have a couple tags that are actually useful in things, which maybe aren't contexts in the pure sense, but like it, like I don't know, it's 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 working out well. The other uh, thing to note, I have my shopping list in um, any list now, so this is where my like groceries and my my yeah my grocery list goes basically um, household shopping because that integrates with the Amazon Echo ecosystem. So I can say, uh, you know, thingamajig, add whatever to my shopping list. And uh, that works out well. It shows up in this app on my phone, and I can go across things off. Previously, I was, like, using OmniFocus for my shopping list and uh, had IFTTT, if set up to integrate um the amazon ecosystem with omnifocus and it was kind of a hack uh i still do have a hack that that integrates um the like amazon echo to-do list with things um via ios reminders import which is a total hack but it works i can still say like uh, you know add um reply to sarush to my to-do list and that shows up in things eventually so that's fine. I still have like too many inboxes. I've email, I've RSS, I've Instapaper, and I have my like things inbox where I capture um, things. I, I'm tending to use Instapaper more for like personal reading and like interesting articles than for uh, like more like programming, studying, and programming reading. Uh, just because I've when I find that I want to like sit down with my phone or my iPad and read an Instapaper like. I'm not in a studying kind of mood. Um, if I'm at my computer and I'm like, oh, I have some time, like, what do I have to read? I'll, I'll go to things and find an article that that looks interesting. Interesting. And then um, and then does Pinboard fit in anywhere in here? Or Pinboard is just saving for long-term sort of reference. Pinboard's exactly. I'm just saving things for long-term reference. Uh, Pinboard has some read later functionality, like... Everything has read later or watch later functionality. <laughs> I think the trick to, to sanity is not using that in every place because then you have like 30 different read later or watch later lists. Yeah. Um, They're all like, inboxes, right? Like, and yeah. Inboxes drive you crazy. Yeah. No, it to- they totally, totally do. Yeah. For like videos on YouTube or Vimeo or whatever, uh, I'll just add them to Instapaper and then like pull them out of Instapaper later. Um, yeah or the other thing that i'll do is like i do use the youtube or vimeo watch later lists but only when i'm like oh i want to watch this thing on from uh instapaper or from things on my apple tv and so I'll, like on my computer or on my phone go to it, be like uh open it in youtube see watch later and then like go find it in youtube on the apple tv because there's like no good way to get videos to your apple tv Gotcha. So the YouTube app has a way to basically say, like, look at my watch later list. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. I knew I asked the right person about this productivity stuff because you you've got a lot of good systems going on here. I like this a lot. 
Uh, I mean, I was so important things to recognize here. Like what I'm saying right now is what is more or less working for me right now. I'm still not perfectly happy with it. That's not to say that it necessarily will work or should work well for you, Sarush, or you, the listener. There are all sorts of different ways to to organize your things or not organize your things, and whatever works for you works for you, and and that's fine. But but yeah, hopefully. Um, Hopefully, at least listening to to people talk about what they do maybe gives you ideas for things that um, that that you might want to change. I also like I think about this stuff way too much. Um, Really, the only thing that I'm not happy with in the setup right now is the number of inboxes. Like I, partly because I right now there are too many RSS feeds in my RSS reader, and I'm not sure what to like. I kind of feel like maybe I should just go in and delete everything and start from scratch. I think that's a really bad idea. Given really? given the way I use RSS, because for me, I, I use RSS specifically for um, things I know I like to read, and they may not post very frequently. So, like, they're very out of sight, out of mind. So sometimes a post will come up from someone who posts once every six months. If I deleted everything, <laughs> like I would me. never find that blog again. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just, like, there's so much in there now that I basically, I, I for the last several months, I've just been, like, kind of ignoring my RSS reader because it just seems like an insurmountable mess, and <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, it may be worth, I mean, obviously Mark all is read, and then it may be worth, if you see a post you don't like, just make a mental tag of, like, hey, that, that RSS feed is just not that valuable. Yeah, maybe. I would also I also really like to get rid of blogs with multiple authors. If it's like, you know how like Lifehacker, like they just post way too many times. Like like Lifehacker oh, is yeah. a good example, but like The Verge, like people I know people who subscribe to those RSS feeds and it's like that's a way to drive yourself insane. Oh yeah, no, that's that's horrible. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I mean high high volume RSS feeds just don't work, at least for my sort of RSS feeds. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it. I'm subscribed to some like fairly high volume yeah. RSS feeds. Kill the high volume stuff. And I mean, there's no way to know who's the high volume people, but like, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I think I'm going to try to break up my notes app into one section for reference. Cause you can make folders now too. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make one folder for reference, one folder for projects. Each project will be its own note and I'll have its own to do list and any other like comments that I want to add about it. I'm like, Hey, don't forget to do this part or like, paste the link or anything that's useful. Yeah. And then um, when that when that project goes to the archive, that's when it's done or that's when it's um, like it doesn't matter anymore. That way I can keep track of long-term projects, but also have the freeform flexibility to just like like write whatever I want to write about the project. The other thing that happens to me also is like things will fall out of sync with reality, which I really hate. So it'll be like, oh, yeah. you know, you're like, oh, I'm planning this trip. So I'm, I'm going to Italy for Pragma next week. Um, I'm planning this trip to Italy, and it says, like, buy a ticket to Milan. And then, like, some other stuff comes up, and it turns out that the ticket that you need to buy, actually, you do need a nonstop flight to Verona or, a, or you know, stop with some flights to Verona. Um, but you don't want to go straight to Milan. So then the, the need of that to-do item has changed, but I don't change the text of the item. And so... I look at it and then I get sad because I know it says it says the wrong thing. <laughs> I know what the real thing is. My brain is now thinking about the real thing. And it's like, I could just change the text, but I don't just change the text. And I don't know why. Like, I don't update. The- I totally get that. So 
A few, so a few notes. Um, I, I want to go back to your long-term projects thing too, but a few notes on this. First of all, maybe maybe the solution is then when you're adding items to your to-do list, maybe just write like buy tickets. Mm, like that's a fine abstract. action item, right? And that means like, uh, yeah, and that means like, okay, you have to buy tickets. Like that leaves you open to to figure out where where you're flying to, right? Right. And maybe uh, maybe like. Uh, a, an item earlier on the to-do list is like nail down exactly where and where I'm going and when I'm going there. Yeah. Well, that's actually a really good example. I'll write like nail down where I'm going and then things will come up and I'll figure out where I'm going, but then I won't like update that to say, okay, now I do know where I'm going. I need well, it to... can still say, it can still say buy tickets. Like, right. What I'm trying to say here is that the buy tickets item shouldn't imply figure out where I'm going and buy tickets. You should have like figure out where I'm going and buy tickets. And you don't have to like neither of those have to be that specific because like your brain will like, I don't know, when you go to buy tickets, you can like look at your uh, or or, like look at your calendar, look at your brain, be like, okay, yep, this is where I'm going to be. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think part of this, too, is just reducing the friction in your use of this tooling. So uh, why... Like, why are you not going in and, and updating things to reflect reality? Is it because it's a tool that you find kind of, like, clumsy to use? Is it because you have uh, too much, like, unactionable cruft cluttering up the the area, this tool, where this project is? Is it, uh, I, I don't know, like, why, I don't know, there, there are any number yeah. of reasons. But, like, thinking about that could be valuable. I think like I have the like I have the problem that reviews in GTD are meant to solve, right? Like every day, ideally, and every week, I should be going through and updating everything to reflect reality. But like, I just don't, and and that's part of the reason that like this system has never worked for me. And yeah. so yeah, part of it is cruft. So like, if I look at my my things, I have. Um, a project for a client that I don't work on anymore. I have a project for <laughs> a website I wanted to start a year and a half ago that I never did. Uh, spin up new Rackspace instance that has working Ruby. Pick wiki software. I have, <laughs> like, yeah, I just, like, don't know why. Why do I do this to myself? I mean, and then I have, like, this anytime thing that, like, change all passwords in one password that have a watchtower alert. Like, that's really good, and I really should do that. <laughs> make a dentist appointment so i just have problems up and down the hole to do stuff you, you really should make a dentist appointment <laughs> i really should make a dentist appointment this has probably been in here for oh it's a repeating every six months that's great that's not going to cause any problems i once you uh that your dentist should just like call you and bug you to make an appointment i know but i hate that <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> um yeah, I mean, part of that is just, like, discipline. Part of it is, like, I, I guess go in every once in a while and clear out things that, that you're not going to end up doing. I am never good about doing reviews either until, like, every once in a while I go in in anger and I'm like, I'm just like, oh, there's so much stuff in here. I had to delete this and delete this and delete this. And then, um, you know, and then it more or less reflects reality again. Yeah. Uh, a part of it, too, is that I, with OmniFocus, tended to put too much stuff in here. So I'm trying not to do that now. Things like list of like movies that I might want to watch are like I just have a like running movies list in bear, right? Yeah. Um yeah. and also cuz that stuff it's like I'll remember if I want to watch a movie and if not like I'm not that big of a movie or TV person. <laughs> like I don't care if like I was if I like forget to watch a movie that someone recommended uh because like I don't attract somewhere. Like I don't actually care about that at all. Yeah. 
That's fine. Let, let alone enough to like formally track it in a system. Yeah. That's actually, by the way, another inbox is the Netflix My List. Because you can add oh. stuff to that. And that's that's absolutely another inbox. I, I also don't use that. Like, there's that. There's Hulu's, like... I don't understand how Hulu works anymore. <laughs> like, their Apple TV app has started, like, surfacing things that I'm not watching and, like, surf, like telling me, rewatch this episode. And then I scroll down uh, several items and it's like, oh, there are new episodes of this show. Like, why is it not on top? <laughs> so, uh, the whole, like, tracking of, like, movies and TV feels very messy for me right now my solution for that is just to accept that like i don't really care about this right and like if i at some point remember oh yeah i won't i want to what's going on in brooklyn 99 i'll like go and watch a couple episodes when i have time that's a and, good like, system well and like if i don't remember to do that like it doesn't like i then who cares like i'll either remember that it's a thing that i like it or i'll forget about it and that's fine Right, it's pretty low cost to forget, so right. you just don't care. And like Game of Thrones or Rick and Morty, like I'll remember. Uh, oh yeah, there's an uh, there are new episodes of these on Sunday, and I can't wait. I will actually recommend for this. There's an app called Next Episode, and it's also a website called Next Episode. And you just put in your favorite TV shows, and it'll send you a push notification the night anything mm-hmm. airs. Can I get emails instead? <laughs> uh, that's actually a good question. You might be able to. I don't need um, push notifications. Yeah, push notifications is another inbox, honestly. But I I, uh, I like that because it's like when the show comes back, like, okay, Flash is back, like, time to watch that. Uh, it'll send me push notifications so I don't have to worry about it, which I do I do actually like. That that does sound good. Maybe that's a solution to this yeah. problem. Um, but I don't know. I could also just not care about it. Yeah. No, I mean, that is absolutely a solution, too. Uh, and, and I think it's also like it, it reflects, you know, we're talking about reflecting reality. Like, if you don't care you don't care like that is the reality that it reflects yeah there are just like so many things that are more important in my <laughs> life uh and like so many things that i would rather spend time on that like yeah so so what if we built an app all right uh <laughs> let's let's build an app that just has every inbox in it and then you can add rules such that if something comes in from a certain source you could tag it with a specific context and then you could like filter down this inbox by context so like Things that come in through this email address are flagged as work, whereas things that come in through this email address are maybe not necessarily flagged as work, but they are flagged as email. Things that come through Instapaper are like flagged as mental wind down. Things that come in through YouTube are like watching things and Netflix watching things. Uh, That sounds really, that sounds potentially interesting. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, well, so the idea would be if you could build this app, then you would never tag anything manually. And you could just go into this app and click in these various contexts of like, I mean, I, I just got some food. I'm in the mood to watch something. Click it. And then um, it would just show you everything that you like want to watch. Maybe sorted by length or sorted by whatever. And that's interesting. I think that you assume a lot in those. I think that those rules are going to turn out being very complicated. For example, a lot of emails I get at work require no action. Some are not high priority. Some have to be dealt with pretty much immediately. Right. Uh, Things that I had to Instapaper may be actually videos to watch. I guess Instapaper knows about videos, so that's fine. But what if I use Instapaper not just for like mental wind down kind of reading, but also for um, like papers that I want to read, which I don't. I put those in things. I don't really understand why but it's working for me right um there you those rules are going to have to be able to take a lot of context into account to yeah, be for sure. actually useful well the idea would be that the user would be able to program them in i, I feel like uh 
you'd have to put in a lot of work to both as a developer and as a user to make it so that this is not just another thing that doesn't reflect reality. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, I yeah, it's tough. It's the, the reflecting reality is really the part that gets me. I just want something that knows about the world. I, I know, I get that. Um, the dream with these smart fridges has always been they would know what's in the fridge and what you need to get. And like that, that has completely not materialized, but like that's the way it should be. I should be able to say, yeah, no, I, do we have milk? Yeah, I, we're not there yet, but um, yeah. <laughs> maybe someday. Yeah. Especially as we work toward that world, I feel like integration between different systems is going to become such a pain point. Like, already you're talking about integrating Instapaper, which itself, like, deals with a multitude of websites on the internet, with whatever smart fridge, with uh, email, <laughs> with, with, like, multiple email providers, right? With, like, RSS, with uh, a bunch of different TV providers. And presumably, like, you have some way to sync up your, like, Netflix queue here. So there's, like, some in-depth... Yeah, um, and there's a lot of APIs that'd be missing to, to actually make something like this work. Yeah, and like, what just, if you don't use Instapaper, you use Pocket? Like, now you're dealing with two APIs to provide roughly the same data. Yeah, you want to know a really fun thing? I used to use before there was like Instapaper integration into everything, and especially before the share sheet, I used to mm-hmm. use Twitter faves to mark things that I wanted to look <laughs> at later. Like, if I was on the subway and there was a picture that looked like it could be funny, I would fave it and then go back later like every few days i'd go back through my faves and read all the interesting things and look at all the pictures and then unfave the ones that i did actually want to save long term i think you're not the only person who's done that also did twitter faves like work offline and sync up when you got back to the internet i you know that's a good question because i know they do subway they do now but i don't know if they did back then I think a lot of people, especially iOS developers, who have not lived in New York, like, underthink how well their applications actually need to handle offline support. Yeah. The other thing I've been hitting a lot of is when when I'm traveling, I have T-Mobile, which is good because it gives you free international, but it's very slow, uh, very, very slow data. So, like, you think your app is good? Like, try it with, like, you know, 10 kilobytes of bandwidth. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And remember that people in other countries often have much smaller mobile data caps. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. So that's productivity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is useful for me. I hope our listeners got something out of it. But yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to try a couple of these different strategies and maybe I can like, maybe I can get a system that works. Most of all, I want things in one place. But I also, yeah, I don't know. I'll just, I'll figure it out. Maybe we'll do a follow-up or something. Yeah, I mean, things in one place is hard. Multiple inboxes are hard. I mean, despite my best efforts, I still have, like, things, email, RSS, and Instapaper, right? Like, and yeah. and, and if I cared about movies and TVs, I'd have more inbox movies and TVs. <laughs> <laughs> I would have more inboxes than than that. And, like, I don't know what to do about that, right? Like, there's just no... Yeah, that that's where I am. I'll figure it out. I'll get somewhere. The other thing is just to realize, like you, you may not get somewhere perfect. And the important thing is having something that works for you, not something that productivity experts on the internet uh, think is great. Um, that's right. Which I feel like doesn't get mentioned enough. Yeah, I think my system works more or less okay. I think there's some changes I want to make. How about your system? You think your system is is good? Are there changes you want to make to your system? 
Um, I, I think it's working pretty well. Like I said, I feel like I need to find a way to make RSS more useful, which I think is a combination of, of really weeding out some of the stuff that I'm subscribed to mm-hmm. and of, uh, making more of a habit of actually opening that app and checking it. I, I wish that I did have a better way to track like movies and TV stuff in a very like low commitment manner. I, I will look at this, this service that you mentioned. Um, but who knows if I'll actually stick with it. Yeah. The number of like different streaming services and everything is it's just like, such a, it's such a mess. And like, it's just such a like ball of complexity that I just don't know how to deal with. You know, th- this isn't even touching the fell off the back of the truck workflow, which is its own whole thing. Yeah, although if you're in that world, like you should absolutely use Plex. It's a wonderful piece of software. Yeah, I do use Plex. For a while, I had Plex where it would automatically um, pull things off the back of a truck when they would air. So like a TV show would come out and it would automatically download and add itself uh-huh. to Plex and be ready to watch. So I would just turn on my TV and the new episodes would be there and I would just hit play. It was That's awesome. kind of cool. It was really good. Those are the dreams. Huh. And then it broke and I can't get, I haven't been able to get it fixed for like <laughs> six years. Oh, There's probably well. things, things, two projects for this somewhere in my, somewhere, somewhere <laughs> in the bowels of things. Well, on that note, um, I don't yeah. think I have anything else to add. No, me neither. Uh, this was helpful. I'm going to try to influence some of this stuff and uh, get back to you. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll be curious to hear what, what ends up working for you Yeah. or cool. what changes you end up making. As always, Chris, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to talk to you, too. Uh, and as always, thank you very much to you, our Patreon supporters, for uh, making this podcast possible uh, and and helping us get new mics that sound a lot better. We really appreciate it. Yeah, y'all are the best. Yeah. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.